The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, that, 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 that don't kill me. It can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I want to give a shout out to my man Kwame Lasseter. I understand that there was a few technical difficulties uh, this morning while Kwame was uh, doing his show, but this is modern day technology, and with modern day technology, you do have a glitch every now and then. I'm sure you you may be watching a a, a game on, on national television. And you may have some technical difficulties from time to time. So, Kwame, the information that you get from that show, you don't get that kind of information from nobody else. So let's not, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. Don't, don't, don't hate Kwame and the outstanding job that he does on his show. You know, the technology is just every now and then there's a little, a little glitch. And, uh, you know, he's been a professional and he still is a professional. So uh, shout out to my boy, a little support there. Just want to add to him, and uh, whatever that wrinkle is, we'll make sure we iron it out. But I appreciate you joining me today, and I got a few things that I want to talk about, uh, a few things that I want to share that's on my mind. Uh, I want to give a shout-out, though, to a few people before I get started. Uh, A couple people, of course, that uh, I met at the Player Network event, and uh, um, more so I want to do on the local. But but let's first deal with the... Some folks I met at the Player Network event. John Swartz. One shout out to John, Vice President of Global Media Relations at Bank of America. My bank. I know y'all might be hating a little bit, but they handle my stuff okay. I'm happy. Uh, also, local shout out to the folks over there at Camelback Hyundai. Yeah, I'm talking about in the valley. In particular, I'm talking about that salesman over there, that, that gentleman, Dimitri Bowden outstanding job and we here at Voice America Sports is looking forward to doing some work with them. Yeah, you know that's the call of choice for NBA and NFL players now. I, I know you've been checking it out and they got some serious rise. Hyundai just snuck up on everybody. Toyota, y'all better look out. Yeah, they didn't kick y'all to the curb already. But I uh, wanted to throw that out there just a little bit too and uh, let me move on a little bit. Talk a little bit about a couple things that's on my mind. And, uh, man, I got a lot on my mind. But in particular, I think I want to talk a little bit about the NBA first. And then I'm going to get around to the NFL because that's my heart and soul. But, you know, my favorites, I'm a frustrated basketball player. So, you know, when something happens with the NBA, I want to talk about it a little bit. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what's happening in the NBA. And first of all, I want to say that... Um, you know, it's like you you shouldn't have to try that hard 
to 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 break a record. You know, I mean, you don't have to really go all out and and hope and pray and all that stuff about how many people are going to show up. You know, for the NBA All Star Game, the NBA All Star Game is a a very good game. It, I mean, the fellas get a chance to play a little bit, clown a little bit, play a little street ball, but then in the end, you know, they do get competitive and they want to win the game. But I mean, they, you know, this thing here at at Texas Stadium, at Cowboy Stadium, it was a big deal for them. It was a real big deal. And again, not hating on the NBA, but just, you know, a fact. Uh, it was the biggest basketball game I think that was ever viewed by a group of people in an arena. It was huge. It was 108-something thousand. That was huge. But it, it, it seems as if the people who were home were not watching. I think it was double digits in terms of the amount of people that watched the game compared to the amount of people that watched the game last year. Double digits is down. That's not a good thing when, you know, well, the NBA All-Star Game is not the NBA championship. And the NBA All-Star Game, it really doesn't mean a whole lot to some people. So maybe it's not anything that we should be that concerned about. But certainly, I would say this, as the NBA championship comes around, and the NBA looks at its game and the support and its fan base. It is, you know, dwindling a little bit. And that is concern to some teams. In particular, the fact that they, they too, like the NFL, are heading into a year of which uh, next year, I believe it is, they'll be looking at a collective bargaining agreement. I think there's a 2011, if not 2012, but I think it's 2011. And so they've got some concerns. But... Uh, my concern, and I brought this up, Kwame and I talked about a little bit off the air, and I think he got into it on his show a little bit, is, uh, you know, the NBA, I'm going to hit it from a different perspective. I'm going to hit it from a generation of mine, of which there were two young men of which they say they, they saved, you know, there was a movie called The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh, I think that was Dr. J., well, as the story is told, there are two young men, when they were young, that saved the NBA. That was a Irvin Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Those two gentlemen supposedly saved the NBA because the NBA, for whatever reason, the numbers were down and, and people were not attending. And there was, you know, there was trouble. There was financial trouble and... Uh, you know, it was uh, it was something that was much needed at the time. These two young men, and then they came into basketball at a time of which the world there was still a little unrest in the United States of America. They came in the middle '80s, and they're still in the South. Uh, things weren't real good in the South and the Midwest. They, you know, there's still a whole lot of racial tension that was going on. So in a way, it was kind of good to have this black guy and this white guy and both great basketball players. Not good. I'm not talking good. I'm talking great. I'm talking, you know, 6'8", great. 6'8", ability to do just about everything. Now, now, okay, Larry Bird could dunk, but, but okay, Larry wasn't, you know, Larry wasn't up real high. 
He was getting up enough to make it happen. Larry has some creativity in every part of his game. Ain't no doubt about it. Larry Bird, one of the best basketball players ever played. Yes, if I had it, if I had a team, would I have him on my team? Yes. Would he start? Yes. Bad boy. We just got to give it up when you got to give it up. And you got to give it up to Larry Bird. Bad boy. Help save the game of basketball. Him and Magic Johnson. My thing is right now, I would like to know why in the world with the Phoenix Suns out here, okay, I'm in the Valley. I'm watching them play. I came here three years ago, and I'm watching this team go down every year. I mean, it was a pretty good team in 2006, maybe even 2007. But now the team, if, if you ask me who's the best person on the team, it's Amari Stoudemire. So I just don't understand how, if you're trying to improve your team, how do you get rid of your best player? I just don't understand that. And it's not that he is not the kind of guy that you can build a team around because you had a pretty good team around him until you start getting rid of pieces. You just let people go. Why? I, I don't know. I just thought maybe you were a player or two away. But you got rid of, you know, just about everybody. And so now, after getting rid of everybody, you're now thinking about getting rid of Amari Stoudemire. Now, the only thing I can think of, really, when I hear about this stuff right now, is, is I, I think what's going on is I think that the NBA is saying to itself, you know what, we, we, we got to save the game. And if we got to save the game, then we got to find a way to make it competitive, particularly in the championship series. And we got to create another duel. Uh, competitive duel and it's got to be something that's great good will not get it done great must get it done and so that is the only reason why I could possibly think is that the NBA wants to save its game in particular bring its fans back into the stands back into the eyeballs of the bring their eyeballs back in front of the television sets because Really, the most important thing for sports nowadays, and I think everybody gets it now, it's not the attendance of those who go to the game, it's the viewership. It's more important for them to have eyeballs watching television than it is for them to have butts in seats. Butts in seats is cool, but the biggest arena, I mean, there was 108,000 in a make-believe basketball arena this past weekend. That, you know, it may happen again if it goes back to Dallas. But that's not what, the, you know, typically an arena has maybe like 40,000, 50,000 seats, 40,000. We start getting 50,000, 60,000, 70,000, then people are, uh, you know, quite a bit away from the players. And then you start needing binoculars and all those things. And, that, you know, basketball is an, an intimate setting where you feel close to the guys and, and you can, you, you know, you can hear the, the shoes squeaking, you know, that kind of thing. But I think what basketball is in need of right now is basketball is in need of a championship series that everybody in the world wants to see. And I'm not sure they have that the way the teams are aligned, so they got to try to create that. And I also think this, too. I think in order for you to be considered one of the greatest, you know, what, what happens is when people are deemed great, it's probably because they played some great games against some very, very good, if not great players, but very good teams and close to great teams. That's what, I mean, you can't beat the sisters of the poor 
and go down as one of the greatest teams in history. That that's not you know you you got to be a very competitive team, and it's got to be something that's far tooth and nail, and it's got to go down to the wire, and anybody could have won. It could it's got to be very competitive and all those things, in order for you to get that recognition that you deserve. And so I say that because. I think that's what the NBA is trying to create for, in particular, LeBron James. Yeah, that's where I'm going with this story. I'm going with this story about the NBA is trying to save its game, but at the same time, they're trying to justify the greatness of LeBron James. I'll show you how they're going to do that on the other side of this break. You hear that music? So I'm going to go ahead and take this break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, we're back. We're just the rail of sports on the Voice America Network. 
I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And of course, before we went to that break, I told you I was going to come back on the other side. And I was going to let you know where I was going with this thing about basketball. And of course, you know, we need somebody to save the game. And 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 what the young fella down in Orlando needs to understand, Superman did it all by himself. You can't do it all by yourself. You need some help. So Batman had his Robin, and I think that's what LeBron is trying to do in Cleveland. That's right. LeBron has got Shaq with him, but now he said, okay, Batman Robin thing, that work, that works a little bit, but let me just look at Michael Jordan. And, and see, Michael had a supporting cast with him, but he had Scotty with him. And the NBA, there's no doubt about it, they need somebody to save the game right now. And so, yeah, I, I think it's an effort. I think they've got together sometimes. I don't want to call it. Uh, but the, the collective minds have come together and say this is a collective unit of business and the NBA needs to be saved. And do not land Amari Stoudemire someplace, you know, in the West. You know, we need to create a competition at the end where the East against the West is playing, again, you know, in the NBA championship. And so we need the most competitive game in our championship series. And so for that to happen, Amari Stoudemire has to end up if they decide to get rid of him out here in Phoenix, which, again, I believe this is a business decision by the NBA, not by an individual team, but by the NBA. The owners have gotten together and I believe they've you know, conspired, if you will, you know, or agreed, certainly agreed to do what's best for the business. And that is go ahead and throw Amari over there to the Cavaliers. You know, let he and LeBron go against Kobe because that's what you got to have. You know, everybody, all the great ones, they beat other great ones. You know, I, you know, back in the day, you know, it was it was, you know, Michael was was going up against, you know, magic. You know, that that was that was good. You know, Charles even tried to go up against uh, Michael a little bit, you know. You know, back in the day, you know, when, when, when Doc, you know, Doc had to finally get his thing, you know, but Doc, Magic beat Doc when he was a rookie, you know, and then you go back into, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Wilt, Wilt played against Jabbar back in the day when they were, when Jabbar was a young boy, way back in the day, young man, Kareem, my mistake, but you, you need to have, for LeBron to go down in history, and for LeBron to be considered one of the greatest players that ever play in the NBA, LeBron needs to beat a great player in a championship series. And the only great player of his generation, a truly great player that's in the West, you know, for him to go up against Tim Duncan, ah, that's not going to excite anybody. So he, he needs to go up against Kobe. This needs to go down. And Kobe is in his, you know, in his latter years. He's about, he's, he's approaching senior, senior citizen in, in basketball. You know, and so what what needs to happen now, now, if I'm not mistaken, this might be like Kobe's 14th year in the NBA, you know, but just so happens that he's really, you know, 14 years, but he came into the league at 18 years old, you know, so he's still, you know, basketball wise, he's kind of young, but Kobe doesn't miss basketball games. So he's been playing 14 years, night in and night out. I think this may be the longest in his career that he's ever been out of you know, consecutive games. And I think he's only missed like three or four, maybe five in 14 years. Wow. That's amazing. 
But what has to happen for LeBron James, for his career to be legitimized, everybody's going to say, oh, well, you know, LeBron, he's got, look, look at his points, you know, look at what he does on the court. But in professional sports, it's a team sport. And I'm, I'm just a true believer, and you who have been listening to these shows, which I've done over the years, you know that a great player makes the, his teammates better. LeBron must make his teammates better. And what they've done for LeBron is not only have they said to him, you must make your teammates better, but they've even tried to go out and get better teammates for him so that he perhaps maybe can again he can bring that 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 trophy, that one and only NBA championship trophy to the city of Cleveland. But so I think I think that the NBA says, listen, you know, we know that Kobe Bryant, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, he got the torch from Michael Jordan. Now, I don't know if Kobe passed that torch, if the torch was passed from him. I mean, from Michael to Kobe. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure Kobe didn't just try to snatch it. He certainly tried to snatch it away. And Michael might have gracefully bowed out. You know, after he you know, took a couple breaks, came back, got a championship or two, and then he gracefully bowed out because his body just wasn't the same when he stepped away from the game. The first time, then he came back. He was cool. and then, But the second time, yeah, I just, you know, wasn't the same. So uh, here's what I'm saying. I am saying that LeBron needs that battle against Kobe in an NBA championship. And he needs to win that. And then Kobe can gracefully bow out and turn the game over to the hands of LeBron James. And then the person of which LeBron has to hand it off to, that person right now is probably like in grade school because he needs to hold on to it for a while. He needs to win three or four championships. But in order for him to do that, Amari Stoudemire might have have to find his way some way into a Cleveland uniform. No doubt, Amari Stoudemire legitimizes the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Shaq, who's been saving himself a little bit and coming on here, coming on strong, sparingly, you know, playing minutes, you know, but, but saving himself so he can be there in the end. You know, they're doing all the right things, making all the right moves. But, Again, if you've got a team and you want to win in the NBA and, and if there is an incentive to win and you have a chance to win, you don't get rid of Amari Stoudemire. But if it's a business decision for to save the league, to create this, wow, this game of which everybody wants to see, you've got to try to make it happen. And so you've got to sacrifice your team for the good of the league. And that's what I think is going to happen. So I think Amari Stoudemire ends up in Cleveland. I think that Kobe gets healthy. I think the Lakers and the Cavaliers play in the championship. And I think LeBron gets his championship with Shaq and Amari Stoudemire. So you wanted to know where I was going with that? That's where I was going with that. And I think there's many of you out there now. I think that makes a little bit of sense. And some of you might think, okay, well, yeah. Because, I mean, what other NBA championship game or series do you really want to see now? That's, that's it. I mean, that's the only thing left in the NBA to see is LeBron and Kobe in a championship series. Not a game. We've seen them play in a game, but in the best of seven, can, can LeBron get it done? And I, I think he can get it done, but we have to see. 
We have to see because otherwise, if something happens and, and Kobe's career abruptly ends, some type of injury, or just out of the clear blue sky, he gets his 15th year in and he decides he doesn't want to play anymore. Uh, he wants something else. And I don't know what else Kobe would want in his life. You know, uh, he does own, I think, a team in Europe. Maybe he wants to, you know, manage that team. Uh, something else. Maybe he's got something else. He just wants to travel the world, spend time with his family. But I think LeBron, there's nobody else in this league right now. And I don't see anybody else in college that's a freshman, you know, who's going to come out next year that, you know, creates a challenge for LeBron that you could get record numbers of people wanting to watch on television. And that's what they need. They need to get, again, those eyeballs in front of the television. And if they don't do that, then, then, then that league is in trouble. Now, something else that's in trouble, because they got another collective bargain agreement coming up as well. That's the NFL. But I'm not going to talk about that quite yet because I want to I want to reach out to there's a, a doctor, uh, Malcolm Conway. And uh, Doc sent me an email. And I guess Doc, uh, he does some things. He's, he's completing a book and the book is aimed at how parents, uh, how to develop young athletes. And uh, his background is uh, in sports injury. He's a sports injury specialist and he's worked with uh, many NFL athletes and uh and other professional athletes, and I, and I guess he and I are going to have an interview. Uh, he's interviewed uh, Rocket Ishmael and, uh, and John Drummond, gold medalist. I, hey, John, what's up, man? I know John. Uh, Philly in the house. And, uh, and so he wants to talk to me a little bit about, uh, I guess, what it was like for me coming up in my days in Canton, Ohio, and then going on to Columbus and then Philadelphia and Cleveland. So I'm, I'm going to talk to him a little bit about uh, uh, parents trying to develop young athletes. And that is that that's a very difficult. It's not as easy as it seems. Now, uh, each of us who've been there and done that could write a book, somewhat of a blueprint. If you follow it, probably a great percentage of those people could be successful if they have been blessed with some athletic talent because it's just not athletic talent alone. Athletic talent with a blueprint to follow might help you. So I got somewhat of a blueprint, and if he's got some athletes, we might be able to help him. And so we'll see. Certainly give the parents some insight. But as I told you, there's some other interesting things out there as it relates to the NFL. And uh, one of those things is that it was revealed uh, that the commissioner. Now, shout out to the commission. You know, Roger Goodell is doing a very good job. But, again, no disrespect, you know, he didn't hit a grand slam, and he didn't hit a triple. Somebody else hit a triple, and he's pinch running. But he's doing a pretty good job. He might score. But the fact of the matter is, the man makes $9 million a year. And, and one of the young men in the NFL by the name of Ray, which I know Big Ray, defensive lineman, uh, defensive end, um, for the Vikings up <laughs> – about to become a restricted free agent is not real happy because according to, you know, what I've read is that Ray is not happy with the fact that based upon what's going to transpire, if there's not a new uh, CBA, a new deal done by March 5th, then that's going to affect his money. And whereas he might have had a chance to make $9 million, he's not. But Roger Goodell does make $9 million as a commissioner of National Football League. And you want to know why some people are concerned about the new CBA? 
from a player's perspective? Okay, I'll get back into that on the other side of this break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back after this break. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. I appreciate that music. This is Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And, and let me just go back because there's another Ray Ray out there. And this Ray Ray, of course, is, is, is the defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings. And that's Ray Edwards. And Ray is a bit frustrated. And so I just want to I, I want to be the voice of Ray at this moment. He can speak for himself. 
But let me just break it down to those of you out there who may not understand. See, see, there's an issue out there that Ray is concerned about, and that issue is, con- is called the uncapped year. And if by March 5th, if the NFL has not, does not have in place a new collective bargain agreement, then this season of the 2010 becomes an uncapped year because it's the last year of the, you know, the collective bargain agreement as it exists, okay? And so in that last year, there's some concessions that were given back to the owners. Uh, players made some concessions, uh, you know, through the negotiation process that, of which, uh, of course, uh, that was Gene Upshaw, God rest his soul. And so now you got to deal with that, you know, and you were hoping that you don't go into the last year that they do get it done so you don't make it into that last year. But if they make it into that last year, the good thing is it's an uncapped year. Hey, yeah, but it's also there is no ground floor to that. So psh, there's no maximum that the owners can spend, but there also is no minimum of which the uh, I'm sorry, the owners can spend. So in other words, what that means is the salary cap disappears. It's an uncapped year, but the salary floor means they you know, if they, they could spend as less as they would like to. The players who have existing contracts, they have to honor those existing contracts. But those who do not have contracts, now here's the thing where he's upset with. Ray's upset because he just completed his fourth year. And in the collective bargain agreement prior to this last uncapped year, if you finished your fourth year, then you you have four years in the NFL, then you could be, if your contract ended, an unrestricted free agent but now in order to in this last year here it kicks in that you have to have six years to be an unrestricted free agent so as an unrestricted free agent that means you're free to bargain with whoever you want to and if it's an uncapped year or if it was a capped year still as a free agent you can get as much money as they they have under the salary cap to give you but now it doesn't work that way now it doesn't work that way. Now he has to wait till he has six years. And so the average career of an NFL player is three and a half years. So it's almost like he got to play two careers in order to become an unrestricted free agent. And so what also happens is a player jeopardizes himself each time he steps on the field. So he may be wishing and hoping and thinking that that could happen. Shout out to my frat brother, Byron Evans who maybe Friday can talk to you a little bit about it, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's what happened to Byron. He went into, a, not that it was an uncapped year, but a last year of a contract. And I did the same thing, too. And we got hurt. I got hurt in the first game. I don't know which game he got hurt in. So at the end of the season, the team had no obligation to pay me. I was done. That's how the career ends. Damaged goods, goodbye. And so this young man here is very much concerned about the fact that, you know what, Roger Goodell, I could have got a $9 million payday. But now I can't. And you just got an extended deal. But I may not get that extended deal. And I'm certainly not free to, you know, go out and, you know, see how what the market will demand for me. Because now under this thing here, I got to stay put. And for a lot of players, that is not, you know, so you got unrestricted free agents and you got restricted free agents. The salary, the cap has gone and the floor has been pulled out as well. Okay, and then you got the the final eight and a final four plan. 
you know, and that's you know that that has to do with the eight clubs that made the divisional playoffs. They have restrictions um, that limit their ability to sign unrestricted free agents from other clubs. You know, th- there's a lot of information out there, and and it's not easy. You know, you can understand why you have to have a representative. You can understand why you have to have an executive director. You can understand why you have to have an attorney that represents and negotiates the contracts on behalf of these players. Because I'm not so sure. Listen, let's be honest now. There was a few games this year and last year where there were a couple times where the players didn't know the rules. And I'm not going to tell you that I ever knew all the rules. But certainly, I'm sure they haven't all read the collective bargaining agreement from beginning to end. And do they know it by heart? But but you can believe that there is many of those players now that are getting into the details of what this collective bargaining agreement really means to them. And there are there are a number of things, a number of benefits of which the players were getting annually that have been taken off the table this year. Yes, that's exactly right. I'm, and this this final year, the the uncapped year. A lot of benefits of which players, you know, typically have been getting and they won't be getting. There will be no matching contributions to their 401ks. Now, some of you to some of you, that don't mean because you feel like you lost yours. So they might as well lose theirs. Well, the players don't necessarily feel like that. That's that's one of the things they would they, they won't be. No, there won't be any reimbursements for continuing education. I believe that's what that's called. Uh, that that's been pulled off the table as well. And then, uh, you know, there's some extra tags. In uncapped years, a club may designate a franchise player or a transition player. But in the final league year, which is the uncapped year, a club may designate an additional transitional player. So now they can put that franchise player on not just tag on one player, but on an additional player. And and so so what happens when that happens to a player is that player then has to be offered a minimum of the average of the top 10 salaries in that position in the prior season or 120% of the player's salary, whichever is higher. So in other words, let's say if somebody made, uh, let's say somebody made $10 million, you know, they got to offer him, you know, 120% of 10 million or if the average salary of the top 10 players in that position is more than 120% percent of that 10 million dollars that's what they got to offer him now to some of you that may seem like a lot of money yeah you know and so what is that yeah what's that 12 million dollars but to some people they can go out and maybe he could get 15 million dollars a year i, I I'm, I'm not sure I, I'm, I'm really not sure what the market would demand at this time with the economy the way it is but i can tell you football football is probably at the pinnacle I mean, unlike basketball, football, and our championship game, we got more people in the history of any television event watching. People still love football. People still want to see football. Football tickets are much more expensive than basketball tickets. Much more. People buy them. They sell out all the time. People will continue to do that. Listen, the owners and the players... Not not just the owners, but the players. Come on. The players and the, or the owners are not hurting. The only thing that has to happen with the players, I'll advocate for, I will always advocate for players. But there are some players, everybody doesn't make, you know, two, three, four, five, ten million dollars. Everybody doesn't make a million dollars. 
There are a lot of players on the NFL teams that make a couple hundred thousand dollars. Now, that's a lot of money. I'm going to keep things in perspective. That's a lot of money. But when you look at the amount of money that they actually net out of that 200, they probably end up taking uh, maybe 65, 70% of that money. And, and, and so, so are they taking 70% of 200? Okay, they got $140,000 net. I doubt if they get 140, but let's say they get 140 out of 200. You know, there's, you know, then it cost of living, you know, you know, you live in one town, you play in one town, but you live someplace else. You know, you got family, you travel. There's a lot of things you have to do there. So by the time it's all said and done, and of course you got to pay fees to your agent and everybody else. You inherit some new relatives. So it's not as glamorous as you may think for some of the, you know, lower tier players, some of the special teams players. So let's not hate on all the players. But the owners, the owners, hey, listen, don't don't think that we're not educated fans. That, you know, we can't look at a balance sheet if you'd ever, you know, show, open up the books. Let's look at your financials. Come on. Come on. Come on. We can look at you. You got some hidden money someplace there. We understand that. But just let's, let's not think that fans are not sophisticated when it comes to business. Do you know in the stands, the people who buy your seats, do you know that those people that act like they've lost their mind because somebody scored a touchdown? Do you know that many of those people happen to be CEOs and COOs and CFOs? And, you know, they're very educated people. They run their own businesses. They understand business. You can't try to talk to the average fan out there as if they've got a second, you know, great education. That's not the case anymore. It may have been, but you've got a more sophisticated audience and, and your fan base is a much more educated, a much more aware fan. Because you know why? You, you give us all this information. Now, you scatter it out all over the place, but we know where to find it. We can do Google searches and find information. How do you think I get mine? Uh, yeah, I got some sources and then they talk to me. But, you know, I'm one of those guys, again, we, I don't talk about sources. I just throw information out there as if I got it on my own. But I don't. I get it from people. But I, I can tell you what, many times when you start talking about insulting people, don't do that. That's not, that's not, that's not the right thing to do. Let's, let's talk on the same level. Let's reveal. Let's have transparency. In this negotiation, let the fans participate. We everything's supposed to be interactive. You're going to charge what you're going to charge. If you raise the ticket price, you're going to raise the ticket price. If you're telling us you're playing the, the, the players 60 percent of the gross revenues, if you pay them 65, it's still the gross revenues. Let us know what that number is. Don't insult us. Let us participate. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'm having fun. Because we're talking about the business of sports now. I like that. I'll be right back after this break. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. 
We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports okay i'm back listen to rail sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and uh I, I said i was getting excited because we were starting to talk about the business of sports and um there's a there's a there's a site out there. I think it's called Fourth and Goal. The word is the words are written out. Fourth and Goal dot com. Check that out, and you'll see some information. And it's some interesting dialogue going between some some former players, and 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 there and you, it's interactive. So you can you know you can add a little comment here and there, and maybe a blog. Uh, but certainly you get some information about what's happening uh, in the National Football League and what has happened. Uh, in the National Football League, but it, it's it, business of football. It's wow, it's big business, and uh, the NFL has probably one of the most successful business models that ever existed. They've got it to perfection, and one thing they do not want to do is okay. The old cliche: if it works, you know, don't fix it. And so it's working now, and it's working better than it's ever worked. Because let me ask you something right now. Honestly, if I would ask you to bet your children on it, which I hope 99.9% of you out there wouldn't because there's always one fool somewhere. If I ask you to bet your children who were going to, who would win the Super Bowl next year? Nobody knows. 
I, I don't care. I know there's some people in Vegas, you know, but it was a long shot. But you can't tell me that there are people out there that positively felt without a doubt that the New Orleans Saints not going into the Super Bowl week, but at the beginning of last year's season, picked the New Orleans Saints to win the Super Bowl. There's no way. Come on. Come on. All right. Come on now. Let's be honest about it. That's just like the year before that when the Arizona Cardinals were in the Super Bowl. Not a lot of people picked them to be in it. They certainly didn't pick them to win it at the beginning of the year. So the fact that they were there playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, now I'm just wondering now since, you know, you're all great visionaries, who's going to be in the Super Bowl next year? And then not only who's going to be there, who's going to win it? That's what's so good about the NFL. See, it, 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 you don't know. You never know. And as the season, even as the season unwinds, you know, you, you had a couple teams that were going for undefeated seasons. But we all know now that the Miami Dolphins probably were and probably will be the only NFL team to ever go undefeated and win a Super Bowl. That probably won't happen any, again in history because of the fact that we don't want anybody to get hurt. We want to save them for the ultimate victory. And so... With that being said, let me get back to the business of football because I like that kind of stuff. And, and, and there is some business that's going on in football uh, out in L.A. And uh, shout out to my man, Downtown Charlie Brown. Downtown Charlie Brown. Man, I haven't talked to Charlie Brown since Charlie Brown ducked when I tried to close line Charlie and, and, and Redskins Stadium one year. And, man, you know, Charlie had eyes all over his body. He certainly had them behind his head because I don't know how he saw me coming. But I I had one of them Jack Tatum roundup clotheslines. I was about, man, Charlie ducked and ran about 60 yards. And all I can remember is watching the game, you know, when I got home and Pat Summerall saying, he he won't catch him. He won't. He will not catch him. A good thing he wasn't talking about me because after I tried, I, I swung so hard I fell. It was somebody else trying to chase him. But uh, good thing about Swamp Fox, Marion Campbell. Marion said, hey, Ray, I, I see what you're doing. Keep going at him. I know what you're trying to do, trying to create a big play. Don't stop. And uh, shout out to you, Charlie. Right, Charlie, I got you a little bit later, though. Come on now, give it to me. <laughs> uh, downtown Charlie Brown. Yeah, I think Charlie going to join us here on Voice America Sports pretty soon. But let me t- get back to the business of sports because, you know, the Redskins, they got a lot of business going on over there, too. Uh, they spend a lot of money over there. But there's some local developers uh, out near, uh, you know, L.A. And uh, th- those local developers are trying to and are very close to a deal. Now, th- this is the reason why I say that the NFL has it right and they will not get it wrong. Because there is a team that is going to find its way from someplace else to L.A. So, what, Ray, what are you talking about? Here's what I'm saying. It could be the Buffalo Bills, the Minnesota Vikings, the St. Louis Rams, the Jaguars, the 49ers, or the Raiders, as well as the Chargers. Could end up being an L.A. team. These people are serious to the point where as the stadium will be built and will be ready. For the 2011 season. Well, what does that mean? This is only 2010. That's exactly right. This is 2010. We just got finished talking about an uncapped year, right? We talked about a collective bargaining. 
work stoppage will not happen in 2011, folks. Billionaires and millionaires are not going to be stupid heirs. Not going to happen. Yeah, I make up words here. I heard I heard that in church. My pastor said that in church here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I believe that millionaires and billionaires are going to become stupid heirs and have a work stoppage. You just can't afford that. In today's society, you cannot afford to have a work stoppage. And so this more than anything else that I've read out there, period. If these people get this deal done and signed and these investors put their money into the pot and they become owners of a team in L.A., you think they're going to become owners of a team and then there's a strike? Won't happen. Won't happen. See, you can only make an educated. Uh, you can only develop an educated opinion or perspective when you get all the information. And so I'm still gathering information. And the more I get, I'll get closer to all. And this inform this little piece of information right here to me is very important. Very, very important. Because L.A., I think, is what the third, the fourth largest market in the country, second, third, fourth in the country. You're going to have these owners, these people, your partners come to the table. You're going to ask them to spend all this money and then you're going to go on strike. No way. Not going to happen. So what is that going to do? If I'm one of those players out there and I'm trying to negotiate a contract. I'm going to negotiate a contract. A one year deal. One year deal. Don't get locked into no multiple year deal. Go go with a one year deal. Get you a one-year deal, and then next year you can, you know, renegotiate again. Become educated. Find out what's going on. You're, don't, see, I, stupid stuff happened to me back in the days. I'm, I'm sitting down negotiating contracts not knowing, you know, not having all the information. So, I, you know, I, yeah, I got punked back in the day on some contracts. You know, negotiating contracts, not aware of the fact that, hey, I'm negotiating a contract to play a position thinking I'm backing somebody up when the person is hurt. So you're you going to be in the starting lineup right away. Money's different then. When you get all the information, money's different. You negotiate different. You negotiate from a position of leverage. Young man out there, NFL players right now playing the game, listen to what I'm saying. One-year deal. If it's up right now, one-year deal. Then what you're signing, just one year, one year, because you can get your money next year. Now, I know they're not going to want to do that, but that's OK. That's what you got an attorney for. That's his job. He'll get his job done. He'll say, tell him we'll sign this deal this one year and we'll come back and see what it looks like next year. If they don't want to do that, then they got to pay you big money. Get that big, big signing bonus money. But that's what you got. You got to negotiate from a position of strength because you got all the information. Dumb jocks is dead and gone. Educated young men now are in business of playing sports. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I've, I've been having a good time this last hour here. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Shout out to your dads. I know you're going to be doing your thing in a minute or so. But my time is up. So as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific time on the voice america business channel frankly speaking about cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout america and abroad the show will invite physicians researchers nurses social workers patients and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer join host kim tibaldo president and ceo of the wellness community tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m pacific time and 4 p.m eastern time on the voice america health and wellness network what it comes down to ladies is that defining line between been there done that and ain't going back baby yeah i've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers maybe even dolls babes darling sugar and sweetheart but i say that women are truly amazing join dr marlene for amazing women brains beauty and style every wednesday at 1 p.m pacific right here on the voice america women's radio network Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a fresh, candid, and entertaining look at sports? It's time for a radio show that doesn't tackle sports like everyone else. Join former NFL player Nick Murphy for Murphy's Law. Hear it directly from your favorite pro and collegiate athletes, coaches, and media personalities as they dissect what's going on in the world of sports. It's sports, entertainment, and fun, and it's all part of Murphy's Law. Tune in Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 